friends, welcome to Better Than Journaling. I'm Adia. And I'm Aisha. We are two mental health professionals journaling out loud, analyzing our own thoughts and feelings. This is not about us giving you mental health advice. We're just having our own existential crises one episode at a time, so you don't have to. So get comfy and fill your teacup with whatever it is you drink, because it's time for an episode of Better Than Journaling. afternoon, Miss Aisha. How are you? Birthday girl? <laughs> good afternoon, Miss Adia. I am sleepy, but I'm good. I'm real good. How are you? What's going on? I'm doing well. It has been warm again. Uh, so so kind of warm. Yeah. Warm, warm is just too friendly a word for the oppressive heat that I feel like I am experiencing. And that may, may very well be true. It is, it is, it's hot, it is hot. And I also keep reminding myself that it's gonna get much worse than this and like hmm. persistently so. And so I, that's why I keep saying that it's warm because I, I need to leave room in my mind for it to be <laughs> even less comfortable than it is currently. So it's, some, it's a little mindfuck I'm engaging in right now to psych myself up to be able to manage a bit more. But yes, I am good. It's warm. I'm good. Uh, it's another lovely Sunday. Uh, I'm chilling. I am chilling. Good to be yeah, with I wonder you if that is considered optimism, what you just said. Good to be with you too. I wonder if that's optimism. Like, I'm going to call this warm because because it's going to be so much more disgustingly hot that if I just tell myself that this just counts as warm, that won't come as, as much of a surprise. I feel disgustingly hot. But I should probably yeah. try to reframe that because there's not much further to go than disgustingly hot. <laughs> I think, so, you know, that's, this is a good, uh, this is fodder for another good conversation. And I don't know what we would call this, semantics or whatever. But like in reality, you are experiencing this as disgustingly hot right now. So I think that that is valid, that is accurate. And also when it's hotter, you will also experience that as disgustingly hot is, is what mm -hmm. I'm imagining. You're not gonna experience it as less hot or maybe it'll be hotter but you'll also be feeling like it's disgustingly hot and you're going to be wildly uncomfortable then too so I think it will be true of both scenarios I um yeah I don't know I think uh something it, optimism or it just helps me to manage the situation that I'm in right now a little bit more effectively um by preparing to actually feel like I'm suffering you know, in a few more weeks, probably. <laughs> and for yeah. the next couple of no. months, actually, till well into September. Yeah. I don't know. Words matter. And the way that we frame our experience definitely, definitely uh, helps us to feel it or not feel it in certain ways. So I don't know. If I, if I tell myself this is warm, it's really warm outside. That sounds very different than it's disgustingly hot outside. So yeah. maybe I should tell myself that it's warm outside and that will feel better. Right. That will yeah. definitely feel yeah. better. Yeah. But yeah, other than it being warm, uh, I had a birthday yesterday and I got to woo relax. Woo. Uh, my parents are here. Well, my mom is gone. My dad's still here. Uh, and my dad is... Right now, he's somewhere playing tennis, even though it's disgustingly hot outside. But yesterday and Friday, he spent the whole day digging up this jungle that was in my front yard. And so I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but he's taken all this stuff out. And we got this uh, guy, you know, that I try to, uh, I try to bring around as many people of color to do work uh, at my house whenever I need work done at my house. So this cool Haitian dude came over to haul away the all of the yard trash, the leaves, sticks, branches, all that kind of stuff. And then he was like, do you want me to do something with those trees? And I was like, yes, I want you to do something with those trees. So he's going to come back tomorrow and uh, 
trim some trees for us and all kinds of stuff. He was a cool guy. And we'll see. We'll see how that works. I like, I like bringing in people of color to, you know, to give them business whenever possible. Yeah. So. Build that network, right? Like develop that support yeah. system. I like that. That's and that's he's a young awesome. dude too. He seems really young, but he he's you know doing his business, and I want to support. So and have him come take care of some trees, trim some trees for us. That is fantastic. Nicely done. Very intentional. Mm-hmm. Um. Cool. Yep, but I don't know what we're well, going to do with all the stuff that my dad's digging up. I don't know what we're going to do there. What's underneath of the jungle is like, looks like it used to be a nice, like big boulder garden. And so now I think I might just leave it as a boulder garden and put some mulch and maybe some uh, little rocks and stuff like that around there. Just got to figure out a way with this disgusting, oppressive heat for my water bill to not be $600 every month. Yeah, fair. I mean, you have a good amount of land. Um, so I can see how trying to have it, you know, be the oasis that you desire uh, right. and deserve can also, you know, is can also be prohibitive. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know like the initial investment on setting it up is like painful, but over a period of time, obviously, if you can save money that's everybody's goal right that's everybody's dream remember now i already know next year this year you're going to be setting up some rain barrels you're going to be collecting all of that illegal oh, rainwater yeah. so you can uh, illegal? use that did to you say illegal rainwater? i did because i do believe in this didn't we talk about this i believe it's a uh, illegal to catch rainwater because we're in such a drought whatever the water is supposed to go back into the ground and collect into the groundwater and be used as Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, but you know, I don't know who's coming Shut to police. Up. It's illegal to catch rainwater that falls out of the I, sky. You mean our I, government I, is policing water out of the sky? I, I want to say that this is the exact same response the last time we had this conversation, which may have just been a week or two ago. No way. <laughs> we did not have a conversation we, about we had a conversation can, about collecting rainwater. Say. It's just consistent. You are astonished. <laughs> You're the dismay. I'm it's, it's good. It's good. No, we didn't have a conversation about it being illegal to catch rainwater. Is it illegal that's to catch rainwater? That's where it would have started. That's, that's where it started because that's what I said was that it was illegal. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh my well, gosh. Yes. It's handled on a state by state basis. Oh my goodness. I wonder if there's a reward yeah. for turning in friends who collect rainwater and if there uh, is, I'm 100% going to go find myself a drone <laughs> so I can fly over your land and your neighbor's land and yes. just run it on all of you, okay? And yeah. Hilarious. Ridiculous. Yes. It looks like it's not laws. allowed. Oh, that's crazy. State laws, federal laws. Yeah, I mean, you But know. it's not like you're catching it and selling it and it's going to go back to the land. You're just... Uh, I you this know. is literally the same thing you said the last time we had this conversation. Yes. I don't I have any memory of this conversation. I know. I know. I can tell. I can tell. This is good. No, no, no. This is no, good. No. We didn't have this conversation. You had this conversation with somebody else. <laughs> Damn it. I'm catching rainwater. Nobody can tell me what. Are they going to start regulating what oxygen I can take from the trees in my in my yard at this point? Like, no. No, it's not. I mean, if they could find a way to regulate it, then they would, but they have not yet found a way to do it. So no, they shan't. But when they can, yes, they will. Oh my God. But you know what? There's been some positive uh, movement uh, in the legal system, which, you know, makes me think about what's been on my mind lately, Miss Aisha. What is that, ma'am? You know, girl, it's Pride Month. Woo woo. Uh, all my queer fan out here. Um, it's also, you know, coming up pretty quickly in uh, less than a week is Juneteenth. Yay. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for that Monday off. Um, you're the one who told me that's Afro-Caribbean Heritage Month. I am going to preface by saying I don't know much of anything about how that came into existence 
and yeah. and why it was so deeply meaningful for for whoever fought for that to be acknowledged <laughs> and for whoever made that um, a thing and then forgot completely yeah. forgot to publicize it i didn't know that it was a thing until a week or so ago when i texted you hey did you know this was a thing afro-caribbean heritage month this is the oh, 17th I year feels like maybe it's now partially our job to spread this information so here we are okay doing our job okay. doing our part to spread the information each one teach one right um <laughs> so yeah there's just like a lot of pride this month a lot of reasons I think for me personally to be celebrating and not just celebrating but reflecting on all of the different areas of my identity that are being celebrated by you know my community and Potentially friends and family and uh, the greater society. <sighs> yeah. You know, I'm going to ask a question and I don't even know. I don't even know if I know the answer, but I'm curious whether or not you have any ideas. What was the first, you know, heritage type day to ever be celebrated? Or what's, what's like the oldest heritage day that you know of or that you think might be a thing? The oldest date signifying a celebration of a specific type of like heritage, like identity or heritage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I only know about, I mean, like the one that I was first made aware of. Is that what you're saying? Or you're saying the one that exists? I was asking what exists, but what's the first one you've ever heard of? I mean, the first one that I was ever made aware of was the 4th of July, the, you know, the, the, what is it, the independence of this great nation or bits and pieces of it, <laughs> some of the folks. <laughs> the independence of some of the people, yeah. Yeah, of the white people from uh, Britain. That, I guess that would, that, yeah, that's the first one that I, I think as a child became aware of. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess that's definitely the one that they teach us about that we talk about the most that is a national holiday that everybody celebrates, but nobody is necessarily complaining about or, or questioning the, the need for. But over time, mm-hmm, many other, mm-hmm, uh, over time, many other days have popped up to celebrate different heritages, different cultures, different uh, you know, things that are important to people. And some of them are just days. And then some of them are entire months like Pride and uh, Juneteenth is a day, just like the 4th of July is a day. Pride month is a month, uh, apparently Afro-Caribbean Heritage Month, uh, which is only coming up right now because we are both Afro-Caribbean. Although I had an existential crisis a little while ago. I'm going to say, well, I am. I'm not sure about whether or not you are. (laughs) No, I know. I was reading about Afro-Caribbean Heritage Month, and it listed 13 countries that were uh, considered Afro-Caribbean, and Belize was not one of them. And I was, like, offended, and I was feeling like my whole life was a lie. But then I read a different website, and really, uh, your information is only as accurate as the last webpage you read. But the last webpage I read said that uh, Belize is a Caribbean yeah. country because it has a East Caribbean sea border or something like that. Yeah, so, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm Caribbean again. But for a minute, I <laughs> wasn't, and I was very sad. And we had lost a good one, you know, so I'm really glad <laughs> to have you back. I'm really glad to have you back. This is, this is yes. beautiful. Yes, yes. I don't know where Belize is located allows me to claim a, a bunch of different things. So yeah, some people it's whether or not those places will claim you, right? Like yeah, that's more yeah. meaningful. Yeah. 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 Mm, Story past. Yeah. How, you know, I, interestingly enough, I did not learn about Juneteenth until about, I don't know, like maybe five years ago or so. Some of my African-American colleagues, um had been we've been having way more conversations just about uh you know just the times and um, workplace culture and the communities that they lived in and mm, cultural norms between our families and 
yeah, they taught me about Juneteenth and I was astonished that at this big age or that big age, I had was just learning about Juneteenth and that I was learning about it from, you know, peers and colleagues and not from, oh, I don't know, my, you know, decades of schooling uh, where I had ample opportunity to have been taught that and books? exposed to that. Not, not nary a one, not a I one. don't believe. Not yeah. one. So yeah I can't say you? for sure yeah I can't say for sure exactly when I first heard about it but I feel very confident that it was in very recent history the last five to ten years probably um I have no memory of that in my education um from k to 12 no memory of it I feel like at some point after because I did um live in Atlanta for a little while I feel like I might have heard the term Juneteenth a couple of times but I don't know if I knew what it meant I mean it probably didn't sound like anything different than Mardi Gras or something like that to me in terms of uh significance understanding what it is and and what it signifies is a very new understanding but we should say what it is just for anybody who might not exactly know what it is so Juneteenth is celebrated on June 19th and it signifies what Miss Adia? So the way that I've learned about Juneteenth and I'm hoping that I am historically accurate is that, you know, in the United States of America, a uh, majority of people celebrate um, 4th of July marking the independence of the United States of America from colonial rule. Um, however, as we now know, uh, slaves were not freed. Uh, indentured servants were not freed and did not gain their independence um, until June 19th. How many years uh, separated the uh, July 4th Independence Day and Juneteenth Independence of Slaves? While you look that up, Miss Aisha. So the story goes that um, those who were still fighting for uh, independence um, came to notify all slaves that were still in servitude uh, that their independence had been fought for and won. Uh, so they were no longer slaves. Um, and so that became when um, African Americans, Black people in America, began celebrating independence. And so that is why we celebrate Juneteenth. And it has been still this long before it actually became a national holiday uh, as of last year, 2021. So, and now this year, 2022, uh, my employer, our employer is also recognizing and giving us that day off. So happy Juneteenth. Happy Juneteenth. I've never known a place to be off for Juneteenth until last year. That was the first time I ever heard anybody say that they were off for Juneteenth. And the funny thing is, it was a, a person that worked with my son, a therapist that worked with my son, uh, who was calling me to let me know that she was off for Juneteenth so that my son would not be receiving services because it was a holiday for her. <laughs> and it was a little bit funny because she's a white lady. I'm a black lady. My son's a black boy. And uh, he was going to school and I was going to work. And she was letting us know that she was not coming in because she was off celebrating Juneteenth. And I thought that was a little bit mm. ironic. Mm. That is. <laughs> that was just a little bit thing. ironic. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Our, our company decided this year to celebrate that. Um, which means that companies get to decide, right? Companies still get to decide whether or not this is something that we're going to uh, celebrate as a federal holiday. Are there companies that get to decide whether or not the 4th of July is a federal holiday, whether or not the 4th of July is something I need to be off for? Uh, recognizing that we do have some services that do not stop, uh, but for the services that can stop, we stop them on the 4th of July. We stop them this year on Juneteenth. Uh, but not all companies have to do that. Lots of people will be at work on Juneteenth like it's a regular day because for lots of people it is. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, there's lots of places that are open on Thanksgiving. That's a federal holiday, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I think Christmas there's some, some sense of, yeah, there's some sense of 
services that are are needed you know like those essential services yeah like walmart and target <laughs> those are essential to some people idea super super especially on those days yeah definitely definitely essential you're right what would i do without being able to get i don't know a fresh bottle of fabuloso you know like, i just <laughs> fabuloso is the shit <laughs> it would be, I mean, in my life would come to a standstill if I were not able to go and procure I that. Get it on those days. Yeah, yeah, meaningful. But, you know, I think like there has, you know, in my lived experience, I have recognized different social groups be, well, maybe not, not, not in my life, but like in my lifetime, I have witnessed it occur, that different social groups feel... <laughs> Uh, righteous indignation when people are not celebrating the 4th of July, flying flags, super excited, demonstrating a high level of um, respect for the independence of this nation, not recognizing that so many people were enslaved and did not have those freedoms, but those freedoms were not for them. And so that that day does not hold um, any specific special loving, endearing, prideful meaning for them. Um, mm -hmm. And I imagine that that is uh, still the case, that um, many, very many people in this country will continue to be bothered, angry, um, offended that uh, lots of citizens will not celebrate 4th of July, but definitely will be celebrating Juneteenth. What do you think? Have you heard or witnessed that? Yeah, I definitely see that um, there is some there is some animosity if people do do not show up as patriotic enough around the Fourth of July holiday. There are some people who definitely don't believe that Juneteenth needs to be a thing, or Black History Month, or Martin Luther King Day, or Cesar Chavez Day, or whatever you know those days are that celebrate um, celebrate celebrate specific cultures. Um, our forefathers yeah right but I also feel like again because because Juneteenth is a newer thing in my mind um it's got me wondering whether or not I think about the fourth of July differently after understanding Juneteenth that I did before I understood Juneteenth as the fourth of July has always just been kind of like a fun day for me and I understood what it was about or whatever but you know celebrating the independence of the country that I live in and you know grew up in has always made sense to me but then understanding that I'm celebrating other people's freedom not necessarily mine you know what I mean that that puts it yeah. in a bit of a different light that yeah. puts it in a different light and it definitely kind of elevates Juneteenth for me but but there's no there's no, you know, marketing around the celebrating of Juneteenth. You know, it, it, holidays get their energy from how they're how they're hyped up. And I don't only mean in like popular media. I mean, I celebrate lots of, you know, quote unquote religious holidays and they get hyped up at church. It's like, oh, next week is going to be Easter and we're going to blah, 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 blah. Um, but it's like, where where do I go for a Juneteenth celebration in San Diego? You know, there won't be any fireworks that I know of. Like, what's the What's the plan? So Maybe it's hard there will to, be and we just don't know about it. Maybe that's a part of it is that <laughs> we're not in the circle. We've been and we've I'm, been missing all of the Afro Caribbean month celebrations for the last seventeen years, apparently. I'm just saying I'm I'm not above recognizing that I'm not in the in crowd and that I've been tardy to the party, you know. So I I you know, I have to believe that they do exist. I know that um our organization did send out at the beginning of a month a calendar of meaningful dates and events and ways to celebrate. And Juneteenth had a whole kind of like page of, of things that were listed of different links and whatnot. So yeah, hmm. so they do exist. They are there, they are available. I think that, you know, they're just not necessarily, they're not been a part of our, our, our the way that we've moved our vibe, our, um, our norm. And so we'd have to just expand that. We'd have to look for it, but they exist. I do hear what you say though about what gets airtime, what gets publicity, what makes it outside of its own community and becomes more mainstream. Um, and 
I, I, I can see how <laughs> Juneteenth may not have the, the clout, you know, the backing yet to become, you know, a major national holiday across all cultures and neighborhoods and age groups. I think like, it's something that's going to continue to build. I mean, it's just become a federal holiday last year. Um, mm-hmm. And so I can see how it's not like sweeping the nation yet this year. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, I hope to believe that, you know, as you and I continue to age gracefully, that we will be having the most amazing the operative word celebrations there. during Juneteenth moving forward. And I think maybe we should plan our own Juneteenth celebrations. Oh, shit. Are we going to be planning? We're going to be planning a Juneteenth I celebration next year. This is yes. super exciting. Yes. Yes. Now we can just get some Black friends to invite. <laughs> we have a whole year don't trip we have, we have a whole year. year okay let's find an some entire year we're gonna do this yeah we'll be out playing this summer yeah so uh let's take a quick break but before we do um when we come back what i'm going to want to talk about is one that we've seen in our lifetime uh probably start from a little pebble and grow into a big boulder which is pride month uh which mm-hmm. you know 20 years ago there might have been one in one city a long ways away. I don't actually know the history, but I don't feel like what I hear now and what I know now about Pride Month, that that was the case 20 years ago. So yeah. um, after our break, let's talk about what Juneteenth might look like in 20 years if it gets the kind of attention and support that Pride Month has gotten. So let's take Thank a break. Sounds good. All right, we are back. Uh, and I wanna talk about another identity-based celebration that might be near and dear to us, and that is Pride Month, uh, which is celebrated in June. What do you know about the history of that? Well, it's it's interesting because um, when, you know, we talk about like Pride Month being in June, but like there are um, Pride events that kind of like travel across the nation yes mm-hmm. I do believe most of them start in June but they just they keep going so it's not just like one month of celebrations they have like gay pride events that happen you know all through the summer which is like kind of cool if you were to do like a, uh, yeah. a pride like road show or whatever um definitely in California I do believe it they travel from like fun. north to south what'd you say I said that sounds fun it does sound like a fun. pride groupie yeah. just following the yeah. events all over the <laughs> that sounds fun yeah yes absolutely so um yeah um I'm not sure if if San Francisco specifically was the first place for um great gay pride like marches and activism but I do know that obviously like Stonewall and the Stonewall riots um historically speaking have garnered a lot of notoriety um I know you know San Francisco had the first um like gay what mayor um um so I I recognize that a lot of meaningful things have happened there but I don't know that that's the first place where you know activism was taking place or um or what, but they have a pretty, a pretty cool, pretty raging um, gay pride month there. Uh, I was there not so long ago and had a really good time. Um, so I would totally encourage and support. I mean, but I feel like it started in May though. And I was, I was there in May and it was definitely um, getting really active and the, the energy and just vibration. It's a very large community up there. So, so yeah, so that's, some of my very loose, I'm not one for like dates and uh, historical dates like that. That's something that I like cram for an exam and then memory dump all of those things afterwards. But um, those are, those are some of the things I know about um, activism there. And I do know, you know, I know maybe we'll talk a little bit more about this later, but um, in the recent history, I've been learning a lot more about how LGBT, I just want to call it queer, uh, queer activism has directly been inspired and benefited from the civil rights uh, activism and fights and journeys of the African-American people, you know, Mm -hmm. in this nation. And so a lot of the, you know, I would say maybe like blueprint 
for uh, gay rights, queer rights, trans rights, um, you know, come come from the ground, the, the network and the groundwork that has been laid by Black people that still don't have the same level of equality or rights or respect in this nation, you know? So it's, it's a lot of struggle, a lot of people. Um, and I know there's been progress. It's just still, you know, it's heavy. It's heavy to think about how much further there is to still go um, mm-hmm. for people to just be able to live in a space of peace in a country that is so grand so yeah what's your uh i wonder what i'm I'm, I'm curious about what your experience of pride is what your uh history of uh, exposure and interaction uh with pride pride month has been yeah well i grew up in los angeles so um hollywood pride events are were my first exposure and Hollywood events, oh no matter what the event is, is always just like a little bit of a, the fuck is going on here? <laughs> like, regardless of what Holly it's about. Weird. Yeah. Yes, Holly absolutely. Holly Weird is accurate. Yeah. So I think this was probably in my early 20s when I went to my first uh, Pride event in North, in North Hollywood. And I would not have called myself, you know, much of an activist for any cause before then. But, the, but being in a space where the vibe was around, you know, acceptance and caring and love and, you know, all those things that, that don't show up in most spaces, you know, like the, the just complete and total invitation to be absolutely 100% who you are, um, that, that was present in that space or in those spaces in those first couple of times where I went to those events honestly just out of curiosity and as a spectator the first time and after that because I just wanted to be around people who were so inviting and accepting and uh you know let people be themselves but those were my those were my early uh early uh exposures to pride events and I'm not uh it's gonna sound stupid but I'm not a parade person like I grew up in LA where there's like the MLK parade and the Rose parade and all that kind of stuff and I'm also not a protest person because I grew up in LA during the time of the LA riots and so like protests and things like that scare me so it's not like I spend a lot of time going to events like I don't go to festivals I don't go to concerts like stuff like that I don't spend a lot of of time in those spaces because something about that number of people that are really excited about something, whether it's positive or negative. I just, you know, like I haven't been to a concert since I was in high school. Um, so it's not like I go to places like that or, or events like that a lot, but the times where I have had the opportunity to be there, it just feels really, um, really welcoming. And I appreciated that about Pride events in particular. Um, I've been to one here in San Diego since I've been here. And it wasn't, um, it was accidental. I was like going somewhere for something. It was like, oh, what's going on over here? And we ended up there all night. But for the most part, um, you know, because you, you kind of have to. Once you're there, you're there, right? But um, yeah, that's been my experience with, with Pride events. Have you been to any in other cities other than San Diego? Oh, definitely. You said San Francisco. Uh... Yeah, San Francisco, uh, a ton of Long Beach Pride, LA Pride, uh, definitely here in San Diego Pride, all the cities that I've kind of like lived in. Um, but yeah, most of my Pride events have been in like at Long Beach and in LA in my 20s and then my 30s, most of them have been here in San Diego. I don't do a ton of Pride events anymore either, just overstimulation just lots of people that's, and like that's, that's noise and, and uh it can just it can just be a lot but it is definitely a space of like people being very just happy and mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. neighborly and connected and welcoming and 
um, just love, I would say, is the energy constantly, right? Like they, like everyone is like just happy to see you and be around and yeah. open to having a good time with someone who they literally just met. Um, and anything that is said or done or worn is a reason to celebrate, you know? So mm-hmm, I think it's mm-hmm. a space where people like are very expressive and um, any kind of identity is celebrated and you can learn a lot if you if you go to be open and to be exposed to new things. You can learn a lot uh, in the community during Pride Month. So I think that's something that I still really greatly value is having whatever ideas or norms or beliefs I hold constantly be challenged uh, to have my mind further mm. opened and see things and myself uh, and challenge whatever norms or status quo has been given to me and maybe forced upon me challenge it and instead of just constantly accepting it or demanding it in others as well so that's been I think that's kind of been the most meaningful piece of like my journey so yeah. that's another reason I appreciate pride but but the overstimulation part though but again that's the yeah folks are pretty expressive at pride but that for me that's like crowded events period I'm just like can I just like if there was a you know how stadiums have like a window box or whatever for the rich people or whatever like that's how I want to attend events I want to be insulated and I want to be peeking out of a window and then every so often I want to be able to run out and have fun and then I want to be able to run back to this insulated space because overstimulation is real yeah and you know the thing I like about like San Diego Pride I'm sure it's like this in other communities as well but like there's like basically there are so many events especially during like one week of the Pride event there's like this it was several years ago now but they um you know the planning committee this one event that they created was this block party and it's if that's probably like the one event like I would still go to over and over and over again the parade once again I'm standing in the sun and I'm hot and I just <laughs> great yes we're waving and we're staring and we're waving and I just I'm not that interested or engaged um but the the block party is pretty awesome they set up these huge stages they shut down University Avenue they shut down is that park park and they shut up set up these different stages and so there's like live music and dancers and performers and then there's just like lots of street vendors and then the streets are just open and people are just like dancing and enjoying the show and drinking and there's like there's just lots of different things to kind of enjoy and partake in and the restaurants are open and all that good stuff and you're just having a really good time um just being you know you don't have to be like actually doing anything but you're just with your people with your friends and 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 it's just really good vibes so that is definitely the block party is a good event I think that's that's always been a hit um and during COVID lots of things you know got and have been interrupted and had to modify so I'm really um hoping that pride is feeling more like itself a lot of stuff was virtual was it last year and that just it just did not hit the same you know so mm-hmm. yeah I'm hoping that people have been safe and healthy and able will be able to you know congregate once again so yeah you talked about, pride month you talked it's cool you talked about the planning committee for it um and I don't know why that like landed funny for me like oh there's a planning committee and then I'm like oh of course there has to be a planning committee think shit doesn't just happen without people planning it but that is kind of like I said about the whole marketing piece um Mm -hmm. you know me trying to figure out how I'm going to celebrate Juneteenth this year aside from having a day off uh versus people figuring out how they're going to do pride versus people figuring out how they're going to do the fourth of July the planning committees for some of these things are like the government you know what I mean and, and these other uh, events or heritage days have to be grassroots from people who it really, really matters to, right? So yeah. it's like, how do, how do you get the word out? I, I don't think anybody cares about Caribbean American Heritage Month because I have never heard of it until very recently. And as a Caribbean American, it feels like that should be something I would have known about. But who cares about it enough to make it happen, you know? Who cares about it enough to make something happen and to to be guaranteed the space to hold the events that you want to hold 
to be guaranteed the ability to do that safely. You know what I mean? Like you, that, that we can have an event, we can have a pride parade or whatever type of heritage celebration we have without having fucking protesters there or whatever, you know, like how, how does that even come about? Who, who finances it? You know, mm-hmm. it just requires. I think of it as, you know, kind of like uh, the conference, you know, so you, you have a couple of people who decide like, Hey, let's throw an event. And, mm-hmm. and so each one kind of like reaches out to their network or you think about like, what do we want to have there? You know, we want food. Do we want vendors? Do we want performers? What kind of performers? Do we want comedy? Do we want music? Who do we want to reach out to and propose that? And then do we have spaces or, you know, people w- who would want to donate or who can uh, uh, contribute or whatever, or how much would you pay to get into something like this and start selling tickets or whatever, or, do fundraising for a year or whatever it is to be able to uh, drive up funds to pay for things that you can't get donations for. And then, yeah, getting permits for spaces if you don't already own something like a storefront or whatever. But yeah, I think some of these events, like you said, they are homegrown. They, they do get to use like the local churches or something or somebody has a barbershop or whatever, and you can capitalize off of whatever space is already being used is already at the center of a community of people um you know maybe a local grocery store and has a parking lot or something like that but yeah I think I do think that that is how people try to drive community and get them engaged is by being in the community and talking to the people and getting them connected and and, and motivated towards it but I think it starts small enough or you know meager means initially and then you know people have a good time and they look forward to it the next time and now you have more people to convey the message and be invested and start doing some of the work to have it take off and grow but I I think that that's all about building community I also think like you know if people get something out of engaging and participating so yeah they get to have a good time but also if they get to build their community or or build their network or they learn something meaningful or valuable or they come away with something that they didn't expect you know when they when they first participated you know I think those are also things that stand out in people's minds about something that they want to be associated with and continue a connection to so and maybe even want to give of themselves to make it better and bigger these are all things for me to remember write down for us to uh I think, for think about to make year. the perfect design. Yes, our party. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah and so I know a, that there are... Go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, so it's Pride Month, and uh, I need to do some partying. I need to do some yeah. partying. I'm ready. Is is that the takeaway from this conversation? That there hasn't yeah, been enough partying have, yet? Not been enough partying, not been enough celebrating, but I have things to celebrate that I that you know... Um, there are spaces of like joy and community out there that I belong to and have a right to be at and uh, I'm, I'm going to go engage mm-hmm. that sounds really good and I know that there are dozens, hundreds maybe even maybe even more of heritage type days that that land as somewhat you know token somebody said Somebody wanted to be remembered for acknowledging something and it landed as somewhat token. And then there are the ones that are um, that are acknowledged and celebrated, but the meaning behind them are not are not necessarily acknowledged and celebrated, it's celebrated as a day off or as a reason to have a party. And then there are the ones I think that really do celebrate the people or the community for which they are intended to celebrate. And I guess I just want to. I just want to be thinking about how can I make sure that the days that are intended for me to celebrate the parts of my identity that are important, um, that I actually use them for that purpose and not just like, I'm like, oh shit, I'm off next Monday because of Juneteenth. Like, why is that actually Mm -hmm. important? And what do we do with it? I read somewhere that, uh, that Barack Obama called for Martin Luther King Day to be considered a day of service, right? So it's a day that everybody gets off. It's a day that we all have barbecues or whatever. But he said, you know, if we actually want this to be meaningful as, you know, to to honor the person who 
who it's named for, uh, what that person would have appreciated is if we use that day to be in service to others. Um, and I don't know if there are other holidays or other, other things that uh, have a specific meaning other than having a party or having a day off. But I guess I just want to make sure that, you know, that the sacrifices that people made uh, and the, the things that people went through that made these days worth acknowledging that I don't just take it as a token day to have a day off of work or to have a party or to barbecue or to go watch fireworks. Yeah, you know, I I think all of those ways to create joy and be in community and um, create new memories and keep memory alive are are valuable and meaningful. And so I definitely support people uh, partaking in barbecue and dancing and imbibing and shooting off their fireworks and and all of those fun things, enjoying their days off. Because I do think that there's been a lot of pain and suffering to, to be able to enjoy these privileges and these rights. Um, and so I think that um, being in celebration and uh, demonstrating, uh, uh, I don't know, the freedom, the freedom that is there now. I think that's meaningful. And I think people should do it in the ways that feel um, meaningful uh, and memorable for them. I do think that there should, we should all have some level of awareness and be passing down the same level of awareness to others to be connected to the origins um of the joy and the need and the value in celebration so yeah i uh what do you think that would look like for you um to to be trying to intentionally keep the memory of the origins the roots of the day of celebration or of remembrance um alive for you yeah i think there's a couple of a couple of things that come to mind when you ask that question one of the things is that my daughter often has days off and she has no idea why that day is off. Like she doesn't know why she's off for Memorial Day. She doesn't know why she's off for President's Day or what president we're celebrating. She knows the, the quote unquote big holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas. She doesn't go to school on the 4th of July, but she understands that that's a day. But as we have, um, she's not in school during, during Juneteenth and I doubt her school would ever give that day off if they were in school during that day. But, um, but talking at the dinner table, like, yeah, we're still going to have that barbecue, but talking at the dinner table about why we had a barbecue today and who we're celebrating, why we didn't go to school today. And, and maybe we spend a few minutes uh, doing some research on why this particular day is a day. If we get Cesar Chavez day off, we're looking at who is Cesar Chavez and what did he do that, uh, that helped, helped our world some so that we have this day off or, um, if again the big uh events i'm probably not going to go to a lot of those because overstimulation is a is a big thing but uh talking to her or watching videos of other people at events that might be uh of interest is something that i might do to make sure that those days are not just you know free spaces on my monopoly board mm -hmm. yeah i definitely vibe uh, with being able to connect um, socially in spaces of having kind of meaningful conversation and dialogue about what historically was happening when, you know, these individuals, these people were fighting and what that meant and looked like back then and what that means and looks like today and in what specific ways that kind of touches my life and my existence. Um, and how I might want to honor that. And, and then, you know, if, if there's a way to be in service, like what, what that will look like and making decisions together mm -hmm. and taking steps towards that, I'm, you know, I'm motivated towards that. So I think like that's something that I want to plan for and, and take action on moving forward. Um, how do I want to be in service? What's meaningful and valuable? What do I bring? What do I have to offer? Uh, and then offer it to, you know, spaces and communities and people who need that. That makes me feel nice. I like that. It makes you feel nice. All right, mm -hmm. what do you want to leave the people with today? Well, 
I would love to know and hear about, um, but if people are not feeling specifically moved to uh, to reach out and share, I want people to just reflect on which of their identities they find are celebrated by uh, the larger community and the larger culture and which of their identities maybe aren't celebrated that are still really meaningful for them that they that they celebrate um, and who do they celebrate with and in what ways? How about yeah. you? Yeah, I like that question. I think uh, if there is one that is celebrated by the larger community that you uh, that you participate in a way that makes sense for you in a way that honors the way that you're connected to that community or to that celebration. And if there is one part of your identity that is not celebrated or honored in any way, that you pick a day to learn about and celebrate and honor that part of your identity by yourself or with other people who share that, uh, that part of your identity with you. Uh, you know, whether it be your family or some friends to get together and say, we're having a people who enjoy pink toenail polish day. <laughs> Stupidity you can come up with. No, it's not stupid. Whatever feels important to you. I mean, yeah, we, we create cultures out of lots of things. I remember one time uh, going to something on a Sunday morning and there were just a bunch of people on the freeway with Harleys. And I was like, that's a whole ass culture. The people who do that thing together. And at the time I had yep. a Nissan Xterra and I was like, maybe I should find other people who drive Xterras and we should drive down the freeway together. Now that I really wanted to do that, but I just, I don't understand that culture of people who ride motorcycles and do it together. Um, but, but there are things that are, but people who ride motorcycles, that is a whole identity. That's a whole culture unto those folks. Um, and they make Definitely. sure that they celebrate it. And, and there are things that our whole culture is unto ourselves that are not uh, necessarily mainstream culture necessarily, but that people enjoy it and they should be able to bond with other people around that same thing. And so, yeah, if one of your identities is not celebrated, celebrate it, go do it. Beautiful, I love that. Love who you are, love each other. Yeah. Well. I enjoyed this time in this space, Miss Aisha. I loved it. I hope that you had a lovely birthday and that you have many more to come. I look Thank forward you. to the next time that we get together again. Have a good one. Sounds good. Take care, lady. Hey, friends. Now you know that was better than journaling. If you liked us, give us a five-star review and share us with the rest of your friends.